Since January, we have been on the subject of the study of the book of Mark, and recently we've been in the study of the miracles of Mark. There were 18 miracles of Mark, 18 miracles of Mark. And uh, last week we look at, looked at the paralytic, the man with palsy they let down through the roof. Today we're going to look at uh, Mark chapter 5, if you will. Mark chapter 5, I hope you bring your Bibles. We do provide the scripture on the screen. That's like Jesus texting to us today, okay? So, amen. If you do not have an outline of the uh, sermon, please raise your hand and we will make sure you get one. We want everyone to have an outline. We remember so much of what we hear, much more of what we see. So it's very important. And uh, I like the idea of being able to read, being able to see what that uh, we're talking about. This morning, I'll read some from the Amplified Version. Let me, let me mention something that's very important, and that is that I like the idea of using different translations. Now, there's some translations I will not use, but several translations. If you get the devotional that we give out the word for you today, you'll see in the front of that, they always have it there. Why? That they use different translations and paraphrases. And uh, one of the reasons is that there are 11,280 words in the original. Now, the Bible was written in what language? The Old and New Testament. Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic. Very little in Aramaic, but the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. And as I said, there are 11,280 words written. Generally speaking... Uh, in the English language, there are about 6,000 words. So you, a possibility, uh, not missing, I, I, I believe in the King James, and I believe in, in the NIV, and I like the uh, uh, Amplified. I like the paraphrases. I like to read the message. Because what happens when you, when you read these different translations and study them, it doesn't change the meaning of it unless you get a hold of a very liberal translation and we don't go there. It doesn't change the meaning of it. It broadens the meaning and understanding of that word. And uh, I wanted you to know that. Let me read from Mark chapter 5. This is the... New King James Version, which I usually read from, Mark chapter 5, verse, beginning with verse 25. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. Notice the two minutes. Many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard, underline that word in your mind, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. 
And she said, if, I, if only I touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? The disciples said to him, you see this multitude thrown in you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him what? <laughs> i got to stop there. The whole truth. I'm not a good counselor. Now, I counsel people, but one reason I'm not a good counselor, I just believe in cutting through the, all the stuff and just going right to the problem. And I found out after 46 years of pastoring, many times, not every time, but many times, the person sitting on the other side of the desk always holds the trump card under the desk. They, they never tell me the truth. Now, not everybody is, oh, I'm not going to him and counsel to him. No, I just believe in telling the whole truth. The whole truth. And if you want God to intervene in your behalf and to bless you, just be open and honest. Be open to God. We, we're living in a time when people will not be honest. Wouldn't you like for all the politicians to tell the truth? That's an oxymoron. It's amazing. But not just politicians. How about attorneys, lawyers? How about doctors? I appreciate the medical profession, but our medical system is in trouble. A lot of trouble. You say, how do you know? Well, the last several years when you go through cancer with you and your wife and you have heart surgery and your son has an aneurysm and you've been dealing with doctors, again, I thank God for doctors and nurses. Many of them go beyond the call of duty. But this woman knelt down and told the whole truth. Thank God. Amen. And she said, and he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Father, thank you for this scripture. Thank you for this story. Thank you for the truths that we glean from this story. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus came into the town when he got into the town, there was a ruler of the synagogue. That's what the Bible says. A ruler of the synagogue. His name was Jairus. Jairus came to Jesus and told Jesus, my little daughter. One translation calls her a little daughter. My little daughter is sick. In fact, listen to this. She's at the point of death. This is serious. Very serious. Jesus said, I'll go. And he left to go to Jairus' house. Jairus 
and the people. Now, the Bible says that there was a multitude throng Jesus. That's a lot of people. A multitude thronged Jesus. But while he was on the way to Jairus' house, something happened. Someone says this is a story within a story. A story within a story. While he was on his way, something happened. There was a woman that was hemorrhaging and had been hemorrhaging for 12 years. She went to doctor after doctor after doctor. She had spent all that she had, and she was desperate. And so uh, she said to herself, if I can but just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Now, how do you think she got to where Jesus was? I think she got to where Jesus was by pushing here, pushing there, making her way. I I think it took a lot of strength. Brother Morris and I were in, was it Haiti or Nicaragua where where you helped me? And they almost ran over me. It was in Haiti. It was in Haiti. We were at the airport trying to get out. And I was skinny as I don't know what. And I, I was being shoved back and forth, back and forth. And Brother Mars, we, I don't know if we'd ever got up there. Brother Mars got ahead of me in front of the people and stuck his foot out and stood like a rock. So I could get my, get out of the airport. So I know what it is to try to get through people. To be thrown. And this is where she was. She didn't have her brother Morrison standing in front of her. She was weak. She had been hemorrhaging for 12 years. But she made her way, touched the hem of the garment of Jesus. And when she did, immediately Jesus knew something had happened. And I don't know about you, but I believe we can know something happens. In fact, I just got, a, I just got this inkling today that this morning in this service something is going to happen good it's already happened but there's more that's going to happen he turned and said who touched me the disciples hey you're being thrown there's such a multitude there's so many people and you're asking who touched you you're being shoved here pushed there touched here touched there jesus said "Uh -uh -uh, this is different now when jesus moves and touch his hearts and lives, something different happens. Amen? He said, this is different. I felt unction, power go out of me. And, of course, she was not supposed to touch him. She was ceremonially, ceremonially rather, uh, where she could not touch Jesus Christ, but she had, and she was afraid. And she comes and kneels, and she confessed, I'm the one. He said, your faith has made you whole. Now, look at, look at the introduction. I love the introduction. Christianity is founded on miracles, amen? The Bible speaks of the virgin birth, Christ's miracles, the resurrection of the dead, the coming of the Holy Spirit, and much more. The Bible is filled with miracles. 
Notice what, it's, what we have here. Yet many who call themselves Christians deny them for today. Hebrews 2, 3 through 4 tells us of three reasons to accept the great salvation that God offers through Jesus Christ. I don't have that on my notes, but I believe Brother Michael put it in. Uh, Jonathan, is it there? Yes. How shall we escape if we neglect so great what? It's a great salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was, first of all, it was spoken by the Lord, second of all, and was confirmed by us, the disciples, by those who heard him. God also bearing witness both with what? Signs, wonders, and with various, various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his, will, to his own will. Now, there are people that deny miracles today. Miracles don't happen. You, you, especially healings. There are thousands of people that pray in the churches across this country for people to be healed, and they don't believe they're going to be healed. Now, I hate to say that, but it's just the truth because they don't believe many in divine healing, miraculously moving of the spirit and power and the manifestation of God. But there are many that way. But in Hebrews 2, 3, and 4, there are three reasons to accept. First of all, it was announced by the Lord. Second of all, it was confirmed by the apostles. And third, God also testified by the signs and the wonders and the miracles. Now, what I want to do is take this story especially the woman that was healed of the issue of blood, okay? And I want you and I, listen, if, 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 I, if I don't present something on Sunday morning that helps us and that challenges us and moves us into a place to where we either are saved, grow closer to God, I mean, what I want to do is look at six six keys to this woman's miracle and six keys to your and my. Now, there's probably not a person here today that don't need a miracle in some measure, but maybe some even more than others. My wife and I, we need a miracle. We've gone through three weeks of torment with our son. Now, he's better. But if you're a parent today, you know what it feels like to see your son or daughter suffer. And we've seen him suffer with excruciating pain. Day after day, hour after hour, week after week. And so I'm, I'm here to tell you we need a miracle. But I believe that God is a miracle working God. Jesus Christ, Hebrews, is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Now, you might say, but Brother Don, Jesus is the same, but things change. Yes. And there are certain uh, practices in the Old Testament that we don't practice today. I know that. But this thing about healing, 
was not just for Israel. That God says in Exodus, if you will abide by my commandments, the, the, the diseases that came on the Egyptians will not come on you. Healing in Exodus, healing in Acts, healing, of course, throughout the Gospels, healing, healing, healing. That same healing is for us today. Amen? And many of us here this morning have experienced that healing. So miracles are for us. I'm going to go through this. Look at your notes. Number one, the purpose of miracles, to validate Jesus and his relationship with his heavenly Father. John chapter uh, 5, verse 36. But I have a greater witness, listen to Jesus, than John's. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do. What do they do? They bear witness. Nicodemus said, I come to you tonight. He came to the Lord by night because no man could do what you do unless God was with him. So it's to validate Acts 2.22. Notice what Peter says. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by what? Miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst as you yourself also know. Number two, to validate the message. Not only the character, it validates the, validated the character and the life of Jesus Christ, but it validates the message. And if, if there ever was a time, my message, your message, our witness, what we say about the Bible, about Jesus Christ, about serving God, if there ever was a time for it to be validated, it's today. And this validated Jesus' message, Mark 16 and 20. And they went and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming what? Woo! Confirming the word through the accompanying sign. You can't get any more plain than that. That's plain to me. Also, notice what it says in Acts 14 and 3. Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the what? Word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. It's time that the church started believing in miracles, accepting miracles, Seeing miracles and miracles to take place to validate the church, not just this church, but validate the church and validate the message that we preach. Ah, number three, the purpose, Jesus' miracles helped to build up the faith of those who believed in him. John eleven forty five. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did. He, they did what? They'd seen the things that Jesus did. They believed in him. Just like Nicodemus that I just told you about. Let's look at the six keys. First of all, keep hearing 
the word of God. And I just read it, 527. When she heard of Jesus, she had been sick for 12 years. But she heard of Jesus. Ever how she heard of Jesus? Somebody says, that's not the word. Oh, yes, it is. What does John 1 and 1 say? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So when you talk about Jesus, you're talking about the word. When you're talking about the word, you're talking about Jesus. You can't separate them. I'm not just talking about a, a, a word on, a, on print and, and, and the preacher. It's, it's alive. I'm talking about you can't separate Jesus and the word of God. So you keep hearing the word of God. You hear it. Hearing and believing produces new life. The Bible gives a story or gives a parable of, of the soil and the seed. And the sower goes out to sow and he sowed the seed. Some fell on stony ground. Some fell by the wayside. But the last one says some fell in good ground. That's ground that's been prepared. That's ground that's ready. Jesus is the sower. Our hearts, man, is the receiver. We receive or hear the word of God. Oh, out of hurry. Number two, keep receiving. Not only keep hearing the word of God, but keep receiving the word of God. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, the Amplified. And we also especially thank God continually for this, that when you what? We don't just need to hear. We need to receive it. Bring it on. Preach it, preacher. Can you imagine if we left here today and feel this week with CDs of the Word of God, songs of the Word of God, preaching of the Word of God, singing the Word of God, filled ourselves with the Word of God, turned off Bill O'Reilly and said, I'm going to listen, I'm going to hear, I'm going to read the Word of God and let the Word of God change our lives because we've received it. Wow. Receive it. Open that heart. Prepare that heart. It's great. That's the reason we have the prayer room on Sunday morning. It's great to drop by the prayer room. Prepare your heart. Is your heart prepared every Sunday morning or each Sunday morning when you come to church? Have you prepared yourself? Have you massaged your mind with the Spirit and the Word of God? I'll tell you what, if it's not when you walk in this door, when that team gets finished with you, you'll be ready. And I mean that. I don't know when I've ever enjoyed worship and praise in all of my 46 years as much as I do today in this church. Would you praise God with a hand clap? Would you do that? And that's what it's all about. It's preparing the soul. It's preparing the mind. It's preparing the heart. So when the word of God is preached, it falls into good ground. Good ground. 
You keep hearing the word of God. You keep receiving the word of God. Recognize that your faith will grow only as much as you feed on the word of God. Tragedy comes. Hard time comes. Trouble comes. And we're, we're just floundering around because we have not taken time to feed on the word of God. Feed on it. Read it. That's the reason we give out this great devotional, the greatest devotional I have ever seen, the word for you today. You can read each one of them, each daily devotion in about what? What does it take? Two or three minutes, if that long. Bow your head at that table. Bow your head and pray and prepare your heart. And I love what Larry said. Take that. I don't know that you put it on the bumper. You put it on your glass. And it works. It come a rain the other night, and mine's just right there. It didn't even move. Bethel. <laughs> I love it. Pray over it. What's that you got on your car? Uh, you have a minute. Could I tell you about it? Talk about it. Be ready for it. Prepare your heart. Number three, keep believing the word. Mark five thirty six. Now, Let me take you beyond this woman that was healed. Here you have a man that's the ruler in the synagogue, very well known, probably very wealthy, that comes to Jesus. And Jesus tells him, I'll go pray for your daughter. We'll go pray. The daughter, he said, she's at the point. Well, the crowd is rushing. I can see, I can see Jairus as he's, he's just waiting for the Lord to come. And I don't know that he's wringing his hands, but he's waiting. And all of a sudden, this great throng of people stops. And he knows down there is his daughter. And she's at the point of death. And Jesus takes time to talk with this lady. Can you imagine what's going through Jairus' mind? What in the world? Why did this woman come along and get in my way? I want Jesus to go to my house and pray for my daughter. Now, this woman, her condition was serious, but not as serious as Jairus' was. She wasn't at the point of death. Probably wouldn't have been long before she died. But this daughter was at the point of death. Well, by the time Jesus stops the crowd, by the time he interacts with this woman, getting ready to go, there was someone that came running, came through the crowd, walked up to Jairus and said, Jairus, don't bother bother the master anymore. Your daughter's dead. She's dead. That's it. And the devil will tell you, your dream is dead. Your loved one is, when you're dead, you're dead. There's, there's, there's nothing after death. I mean, what, what are you going to do? 
Don't bother him any longer. Your daughter is dead. Now look at what verse 36 says. This is the Amplified. Overhearing, but ignoring. That's a wow. Jesus heard the man, but he ignored. The doctor comes to you and says, you've got cancer, you're going to die. We heard him, but we ignored him. Not that we live in some fantasy world. But somehow, I'm hearing from another source. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy sins. And who healeth all thy diseases. That's what I'm hearing. Hearing him, but ignoring him. What they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. When you hear something about your body, You hear something about a situation in your life. You hear something that's happened and the devil will try to zero in on you and bother your mind and cause you to doubt and fear. When I first heard I had cancer, I lay awake at night. I'm not a, I'm just here to tell you, I struggled. Now you may not, but I struggled. I stayed awake most of the night. I said, my God. But something began to happen in me. I kept reading God's word. I kept praying. I kept speaking in tongues. And when I'd go up to the doctor, I'd speak in tongues almost uh, half the time I was there. Now, they didn't hear me. I didn't alarm anybody by speaking in tongues. I just spoke under my breath, and I, I prayed and believed God, and my faith began to rise, and my faith began to rise, and my faith began to rise, and all of a sudden, I heard, I got a good report from here, and all of a sudden, I got a bad report here, and all of a sudden, I got a good report here, and a bad report there. Dr. Kim came out at one phase and he said, let me tell you, you're going to have to take a certain kind of medicine the rest of your life, and this is going to be the way it is. And that medicine, that medicine, it's, it just, it, it, cha- it would change me. If you can understand what I'm going to say, it would change my life. And then all of a sudden, he said, not going to give it to you. Because you're too young, too good looking. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He said, I just got a Johns Hopkins, I don't think it's Hopkins now, I think it's just John Hopkins report. And here's what it said, and he handed me a piece of paper. And it said that sugar, oh God, I love Snicker bars. I love Almond Joys. Banana pudding, Esther. 
I love banana pudding, and you can make some of the best banana pudding. Now, she invites me over every year, and I got to go. And it said sugar and red meat feeds cancer cells. Oh, do I love quarter pounder with cheese. Oh, of course, they're not like they used to be. And I pledged myself then that I would never eat red meat and sugar again. Now, of course, I get sugar and bread and things like that, but I, I use stevia. Was it hard? Uh-huh. Did I do it? Let me tell you what's a good motivator. Cancer. It's a good motivator. And did you know that's been 14, 15 15 years ago. Hadn't had any sugar. Hadn't had any red meat. And I hadn't had cancer. God will help you if you help yourself. God will help you. But God's a miracle working God. You say, well, why didn't God just... just Heal you. Let you eat Snicker bars and quarter pounder with cheese. I don't know. Maybe when I get up there, I'll ask him, why didn't you let me eat red meat? We go to, we go to Outbacks. Carol gets a filet mignon. She can't get just an old sorry chopped up steak. She's got to roll out a filet mignon. But I'll tell you what, if you'll trust God, God will intervene for you. You say, well, what if God wouldn't have healed you? What if you died? Can you think about that? I sat there this morning, I thought about Carol's daddy and mama, and I thought about my mama. They're having themselves a ball. They're in the very presence of God. We preach this, teach it, we talk about heaven, and then we are like, oh, God, yeah, let me tell you something. I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not ready to go. But when we do, we're going to have ourselves a time. It's going to be heaven for eternity. You believe that? Just as sure as I'm standing here today. I got to hush and go on. Listen, you got to keep hearing the word. You got to keep receiving the word. You got to keep, got to keep believing the word. You got to keep speaking the word. She said, she said, I think it's, listen at this. This is so important. Don't just read it. Don't, don't just uh, believe it. Speak it. Get you a few verses and start speaking it. Speak it over your lost children. Speak it over your health. Speak it over your financial need. God, in Jesus' name, you said you'd supply all of my needs according to the riches in glory. There's many of them. Get a hold of the promises of God and speak them. There's power in your words. She said, after suffering 12 years, she said, if I can but touch the hem of his, the word of God spoken in faith in the name of Jesus has awesome power. You see, you believe in speaking the word? Well, if I'm not mistaken, when Jesus was tempted, he spoke it, didn't he? 
It is written, it is written, it is written. And we can say when trouble comes and when we're battling or whatever, we can say it is written that you would supply my need. It is written you would save me and my household. My child may be out there doing whatever it is, but God, your hand is gonna reach out there and draw them to you and they're coming to Jesus Christ. Speak it. Act on the word of God. Act on the word of God. Don't let circumstance. Her circumstance was trying to get through that mom. Can you imagine the energy it took? Act on the worlds were framed by the word of God. The Bible says, I love this. The Lord upholdeth all things by the word of his power. There's power in the word. Keep acting on the word of God. Number six, keep receiving God's healing. And that's what Jesus said. Notice again in verse 36. He said, overhearing but ignoring what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be seized with alarm or struck with fear. Only keep on believing. Well, it didn't happen when I prayed. Just keep on believing. Well, it didn't happen when I wanted to. Keep on believing. It didn't happen when I thought it should have. Keep on believing. Don't stop believing. And if you'll keep on believing, that's what Jesus told Jairus. He said, wait a minute. And of course, you know, at the end of the story, he goes to his house. And they're just moaning and groaning and crying. And oh, they're mourning over this dead girl. And he puts them all out of the house. But the father and the mother. Let me tell you something, dads and moms. You are the protector of your children. I don't care if they're 60 years old. I didn't say you had to keep them up when they get 60. I said you're the protector. I could go there, but I won't. I believe that he took that, and that doesn't eliminate the mate for a husband or a wife. I'm not saying that. But dad, you're the umbrella for that home. And so many homes are suffering today because of that dad's slackness. For not taking the reins and standing firm and believing. And he took a couple of three of his disciples in with him. Keep on believing. I'm finishing the message behind the miracle. Sister Judy. Turn your, if you will, take the song book out of the back of the pew and turn with me to uh, 153. You see number three on your notes? Well, you can't do that and look at the book too, I understand. Please, I don't have time to go over those. My time is gone. Please, take this sheet with you. And those, those five principles there, it says... And I didn't, see, I didn't get to my topic, the message behind this, the, the miracles. Number three covers that. Please go over that this week. Find time. Set aside some time.